Sukadik, Sukadik, Sukadik. Welcome to the induction ceremony for the ancient fraternity of Sukadik. I, the Chief Deek Suker, am proud to welcome our newest member, Michael, the producer. Hi, guys. Now, we have some benefits that you should know about for joining the ancient fraternity of Suka Deek. Yes, you will gain a lifetime supply of chapstick. This bottle of pineapple juice. It's very delicious. Suka Deek insurance card for STD tests. You will, you will need that. Complimentary prep prescription. And, and that. And finally... A free facials for life. Oh, my dream. Now, Michael, the producer, you must simply take the oath. Andrew, tell him. I. I. Solemnly swear. Solemnly swear. To always. To always. Suk Adik. Suk Adik. Congratulations. Congratulations. You are now part of the fraternal order of Sukadik. I can uh, go Sukadik now? Go. Go, ah. go yes, Sukadik with Suk. our blessing. Suk all the deeks. Suk away. This is episode 28. Secret Societies. some bad hombres here and we're gonna get them out. Bing bing bong bong bing bing bing. I love China. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? I just want them to suffer. I joined Donald Trump on the Republican ticket because I believe he has the right leadership and the right vision to make America great again. Since 2017, a majority of Democrats turned into alt-left radical psychos. We'll get back to them later. I will build a great, great wall. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water. They turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you Shadow societies have existed for centuries. At one time, Christianity was a secret society to avoid Roman persecution. Founding fathers like Washington and Franklin were Freemasons. The Mafia is a secret society. There are many reasons to join, but at the core is status, favoritism, and power. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. This is episode 28. I am Andrew. Oh, hi there. I'm Maddie. And you are here to listen to a podcast all about horror, horror in real life, and horror in the media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. That's what we do here. That's what we do. Uh, Today, we are here for another uh, horrific topic. Horrific, terrifying. (laughs) Today, we are talking about secret societies. Yeah, secret societies, you know, they're all over. They're all over still. You might even be a member of some of them. You never know. Maybe a group that you're a part of where you keep 
secrets. Maybe things <laughs> or, where or handshakes, where, yeah, handshakes or hand jobs. I, I will. It, it's up to you there. But um, you know, they, they've been around for a long time. I mean, I mean, seriously, they are a part of American history. I think mm-hmm. they're a part of of human history. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, and so we thought it would be kind of fun to just you know explore some of those today and pair them, of course, as we always do, with a couple of horror films that go right along with that theme. And boy, do we have some for you today. Um, One that you, I'm sure most of you have seen. Another one that... um, Is a movie. It it, it defies imagination, really. Um, And we'll get to those, of course, in our second segment, as we always do. Um, But first, you know, I thought um, it might be just sort of interesting to maybe give us a definition. Yeah, totally. Of what these things are. So I went to that, you know, never-ending tome of knowledge the Wik- internet, <laughs> yes, uh, and and Wikipedia itself, which it, which itself is a secret society, really. We've discovered, um, and there is a historian, Richard uh, Spence, um, not the white supremacist Richard Spencer, um, who's from the University of Idaho, um, who gives a three pronged definition to um, to what a secret society so scholarly. is. Scholarly, I know, right? <laughs> um, but Richard says that uh, it's three things. The group's existence is usually not kept secret. But some beliefs or practices are concealed from the public and require an oath of secrecy to learn. That so makes a lot one. of sense. Um, another, the group promises su- uh, superior status or knowledge to members. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the group's membership is in some way restrictive, such as by race, sex, religious affiliation, or by invitation only. Interesting. And I think that's, you know, um, I think it's the stuff that we've looked at. I think yeah. that certainly applies really all of those things. And, and I think that we should preface this as saying um, we tried to look at secret societies that we knew facts about, um, not necessarily ones that are... Um, in popular culture as um, sort of conspiracy theory yeah, type groups. Like, like, and, you know, we've already talked about cults before. Like, So we're not looking at cults. Yeah. And, and, and we're not looking, we're not going to do the Illuminati. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, and the other thing too is when we were researching, you know, just really trying to find like different things to talk about here. A lot of them are just stuff that I've kind of felt like I already I already knew stuff yeah. about these. And one of the ones I'm going to talk about, mm-hmm. I'm sure some people have heard some great. stuff I think, about. And I think but... it's fun to delve into it again. I think with the with the one that I found, yeah. I had never heard of this one. So cool. you want to start talking about that? Well, one? do you have you ever been in any sort of um what you would call a secret society? Like did you have yes. a did you have like a secret handshake with anybody yes. or anything? Yes. Tell me more. <laughs> tell no, me I, more. I, we're not allowed to. <laughs> oh, come on. I can't tell you a thing. Um and actually, you know, this okay, so but seriously, this this does remind me of my sister. Or like a like even like fraternities and no, sororities no, sure, sure, are sure. kind and, of. Yeah, right. So my sister, um, when she was in college, she was in I think Alpha Chi Omega, I'm pretty sure. At, I, at, I have at no, I, it doesn't matter. I have no but I'm recollection pretty sure that was it. And, um, and to this day, she will not tell us what her initiation was. Oh. She won't say a word. Taking it to the grave. Taking it to the grave. Um, I've heard of other initiations, though, that were a little crazy. But yeah, I mean, you know, stuff like that, that is a secret society. Yeah. Um, so you could, it, you could even interesting. You could even posit it as kind of homosexuality at one point was probably some sort of secret society. Yeah, and I, I have don't. kind of a story around that a little bit later. Oh, you know, as a homosexualist, I'm um, excited <laughs> to learn more about this. <laughs> Reminds me of Clue. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, right? Um, so the story that I have to share sure. is one that I bet a lot of our listeners haven't heard of either it's a club that uh was in chicago and that was what i was kind of interested in here was looking at secret societies that were in chicago and we've had a, a more than a few actually. i mean the mafia the, the mafia of course um which of course is a, a say nothing kind of thing right um 
But the one that I found was particularly interesting, and it's Ooh. called the Whitechapel Club of Chicago. They are this is going to go one anymore. of two ways. <laughs> well, so, so the way that it's going to go is this. The Whitechapel Club was formed in 1889 okay. in, in the financial district on uh, what was, well, I guess what is still kind of Calhoun Place. If, if, you're a, if, you were, if you're not from Chicago, it would look to you sort of like an alleyway right off LaSalle if you're going towards like the Board I of Trade. I think I know exactly there. what you're talking yeah. about, yeah. And so they used to have a, a door, and the door actually had a big skull and crossbones <laughs> made out of, of stained glass. Why, what is there, What is Secret Society's obsession with skulls? Well, you know, I, I think we can, we can come back around sure. to this, but what I imagine part of that obsession <laughs> is, is, you know, the skull has always been a symbol of memento mori, of thinking about death. Okay. So of remembering that you're always going to, you're, you are always going to die. There's no way around it. That we're all going to die. And so it's something I think that can be shared in brotherhood, sisterhood, hmm. that we're all headed towards this one place and we're going to share secrets that, you know, will help us live longer or sure. help us live forever or yeah. whatever. Okay. I think that's maybe a part of it um, amongst other, other uh, uh, symbols. That's probably a pretty good guess. You know, I'm just, I'm just guessing here. Yeah, I, no, I, I, put on, I put on my professor hat. I like it. Um, but so the, uh, the Whitechapel Club was really just dedicated to murder. Dedicated, oh, great. It was, it was dedicated to murders and to death and to thinking about like the macabre parts of humans. Like so, creating like lists of people to mm-hmm, yeah, kill? Yeah. No, no, no. Not not they, or didn't, just like, they didn't kill anybody. Although I I do have an interesting story about one thing that you'll you'll laugh about. Okay. So they um, just were like obsessed with They were obsessed with death. And in fact, huh. the way that, the way that they formed themselves, it was this group of journalists. And they were meeting together in this club over by where the club eventually formed. Okay. So they were in this bar, basically, right? And they were all hanging out, talking about stories, talking about this, talking about whatever. When a newspaper boy came down the stairs and was talking about the latest story about Jack the Ripper. Oh. And Jack the Ripper, of course, killed his victims in Whitechapel in London. Oh, and so, so th- these are just like true crime people before they were true crime people. Basically, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, and so they heard Whitechapel and they said, that's it. We're going to form the Whitechapel Club. So they formed the Whitechapel Club. Of course, it's all men. Um, and the way that they decorated the club, and it's, you know, it's a bunch of rich people too. I mean, sure. not, not totally rich. I mean, remember, like these, a lot of them were journalists. Well, one. back in the day, they had time to sit in a bar yeah, and yeah, hang yeah. out. Fair so. enough. I mean, also, they, they didn't have anything else to do, really. It's 1989. Right. Um, what are so, we going to report on yeah, today? <laughs> exactly, right. So, so um, in, their, in their like group headquarters, um, they decorated it with like, um, like little trinkets from, from terrible tragedies. So they had. Like collected? Yes. Mm. They had a bunch of ropes. From lynchings. They had a, bu- oh, a bunch of blood stained shirts from Native Americans that died like in like 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 the Sioux battles. This is or gonna be really interesting because one of the show one of the uh, ones that I'm gonna talk about also dug up remains of really? Indians. Okay, yeah. That's fucked up. That's yeah. seriously fucked up and you should never do that, people, especially you kids out there. It's not worth Especially it. you rich people, you have enough seriously, stuff. you've got enough going on. And then they also had somebody in their group that was um he was like a uh he wasn't a coroner, but he had access to stuff. Okay. So he would get skulls from human bodies, obviously. Perfect. And he would um, cut off the tops of them and put glass in the eyeballs and make them into fucking lamps for the headquarters. You know, sure. Like like a bunch of them, though. <laughs> like, and so like that, that, that's actually one of the things that that's kind of interesting about this is that, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no, well, there are like a couple of photographs, not a ton. Yeah. And nobody ever really talked about what happened in there Weird. because that's what secret societies do, yeah. right? Except for a belly dancer that was in for the oh, world's, of course. that was in for the world's fair and she was belly dancing for them 
And she was so horrified at the things that she saw that she talked to another reporter in San Francisco and told him the whole story. Oh my God, So we hilarious. got some of that. Her name was Ormini. Um, so we got some of the story from Ormini her. the belly dancer. Right, right. <laughs> and then in like, I believe it was about, around 1924, there were three surviving members of the club and they told some stories too in the Chicago Daily Journal, which is no longer around. Um, so the club is no longer. Oh yeah, the club, the club okay. expanded actually eight years after it formed. But the craziest <laughs> thing that they did was they had a party and um, they had the president of get ready for this club's name, the um, the Dallas Suicide Club. Oh, Not perfect. even joking. So the president of the Dallas Suicide Club was visiting Chicago with um, the Whitechapel Club, and they were doing stuff. And surprise, the president of the Suicide Club committed suicide. Are you joking? In me? the hotel. I'm not joking. So before he I'm sorry, that, I don't mean to laugh at suicide. That's no. just like ridiculous. I mean, like, I think I think we're far enough removed from this one that honestly, we can laugh a little bit about that this is, one. That is the most... So, I mean... It's I'm, wild. I mean, I, I mean, you can't see... Can't I say mean, you didn't on. see it coming. Exactly, right. <laughs> like, so, but before he did it, he willed his body to the Whitechapel Club. And so the Whitechapel Club... <laughs> Maddie, I'm not even gonna so lie. This, is, this might be one of the most interesting things you brought to the table. I'm, I'm aware. So, so hear me out. Not, we're not done yet. They took his body down to Miller Beach, and for those of you not from Chicago, Miller Beach is actually in Indiana. It's just a it's a hop, skip, and a jump right over the border. It's part of the same lakeshore with Lake Michigan. Uh, it's, it's really beautiful, actually. I, I I love going to Miller Beach. Anyways, they took his body down there and burned his body on the beach in a giant pyre. And Perfect. it was a big story. It was one of the things they kept a little less secret. Um, and then they kept his ashes in the club. And when they would come into the club for meetings, they would all run their hands through the ashes. Shut up. Not joking. And if they had special guests, the special guests would get little bits of ashes to take home with them. So it's kind of like uh, Notre Dame football when they yes, come in kind and they of all like touch that. the sign. A little bit like <laughs> that, yeah. And, uh, it's probably where they just got a it. Couple, yeah. a couple of, actually a few of the guests that joined at the, um, at the Whitechapel Club. Teddy Roosevelt was there. President Perfect. McKinley was there. Perfect. General Sheridan was there. Love it. Mayors were there. Like I mean, you name it, the the, the best of the best were there and never said a word about it. So why did it only last eight years? Um, I think it. I I think it probably. Honestly, we don't know. Is it, is it, it kind of like a podcast? Like, let's face it. Like, I mean, and maybe maybe I missed it in the research. I mean, I I don't know. I I could very well have. But let's face it. It's a little fucking weird, and people will probably eventually like um. We just burned a dude. Yeah. Like maybe, hey guys, <laughs> maybe I'm gonna join like Union League instead, or like the University Club. Like, yeah, that might be maybe a do like bit a little bingo on the side. Different. <laughs> um, like this isn't exactly what I thought I was signing up for. So, anyways, that's the Whitechapel Club. Um, that's really interesting. Very interesting. Stuff. Um, I, and honestly, like I mean, I've lived here my whole life. Never heard of it. And I'm very interested, as you know, in all of the shit that we talk about. I love going to cemeteries. You know what I've never heard of before. The, the White Chapel Club. Club. So there we go. That's a story for you. You heard it here first. I really actually liked not it. first. It's from a long time ago, <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. I really liked it. Thank you. I'm, I'm like ashamed to bring mine up now because it's so much more interesting. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, it's uh, well, you know, it, it was a good one. Yeah. It was fun. Um, so the one that I want to talk about really correlates to one of the movies we're talking about later, okay. and that is The Order of Skull and Bones. Oh, yes. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, and honestly, 
there's no way that we couldn't talk about I know, this I know. in this episode. So I did a little oh. bit of research on the on the the Order of Skull and Bones and found out that it was founded in 1832 by That's a long time ago. A long long time ago. And it was only um about 121 years into Yale University's history. Well, and I mean and not even 100 years into American history. Right. Think about that. So it was founded by William Huntington Russell and Alfonso Taft. Yes, that Taft. Like of like the Taft family of, that that would be like like Howard Taft all of those mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow okay oh well that I bet that comes into play later yeah. doesn't along, it along along with twelve others that were like of you know with them but those are the two make main guys interesting um, at Yale University uh, where they owned a cathedral like property that is known as the tomb the tomb yes huh um, skull and bones members are known as Get this, Bonesman. Sounds like my kind of my my kind of Yaley. <laughs> yeah, Bonesman. I, listen, I love a good bone. I'm gonna get down with the Bonesman. <laughs> uh, I've got a bone to pick with you about this. <laughs> oh God. Um. So the emblem of the society, shocker, is a skull and crossbones. Of course it is. <laughs> um. And the number three twenty two is beneath it, and that is supposed to um kind of take recognize the um the greek orator uh i'm gonna totally butcher it it? yeah go ahead demosthenes demosthenes uh when he died so and that seems to be the turning point in greek history of when um ancient athens went from democracy to uh plutocracy which Uh if you don't know what plutocracy is that is government by the wealthy which is essentially just what we have in america right now (laughs) and what we had for the past several years so that's kind of we're all used to it anyway, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. And shockingly, um, a lot of the initiation process has been shrouded in secrecy. Nobody talks about it. Um, but it's been told that there may even be black magic, occult practices, and even animal sacrifice involved it's, in these the things. The only way that you get to know it, if you, to, to know what the real initiation is, is if you go and finger George W. Bush right now. If you go get a bonesman. <laughs> if you have to get a bonesman and finger George W. while he's painting a picture. Um, <laughs> it's, so also, it's also said to be the rest place of the bone of the skull of geronimo uh because get this george hw bush's father dug up dug up geronimo and brought the skull there was even one point where the people of geronimo tried to storm the tomb to get the bones back that they were arrested and i'm not joking no way yeah wait do you know about what year that was no i'd have to look it up okay that's fucked up i've I've never heard that before um there's also and also though also kind of awesome i I want them to do that yeah i want them to do it again firebomb the shit wow Oh, did I just encourage firebombing? I'm sorry. You know what? It's fine. They know that we're radical. Um, there's also said rumor, and this is all rumored. The Geronimo one is true, but there's rumors that um, that that the skulls of former President Martin Van Buren and Mexican revolutionary um, Pancho Villa. Uh, Martin Van Buren was the no Buchanan was. Buchanan, <laughs> I don't know anything about Van Buchanan Buren. Buchanan was the gay one. <clears throat> Sure. I think didn't was Martin Van Buren gay too though. I can't remember. Did you uh, do you watch The Good Place? Um, Th- no. This is a little derailing, but no. they they had access in, in The Good Place. They had access to like all of um, human records uh-huh. uh, in like an imaginary computer. Yeah, and um, the one character is like okay, what is the most important thing we need to look up? And she's like, <laughs> we need to look up which uh, foreign residents were gay. <laughs> That's funny. He's That's like, really funny. Um, anyway, sorry, back to Skull and Bones. Um, in addition to the tomb, the society also owns an island called Deer Island. It's a small yeah. small plot of land um, in the St. Lawrence River. Um, the purpose of the island, described as uh, rundown and relatively derelict, is to be a retreat, a place where members can go for the weekend to rekindle old friendships. Yeah. 
shit. Rekindle yeah, old friendships, please. You know what that means. Like, <laughs> that like, sounds so sexual. <clears throat> yeah, that's like sleepovers used to be. You know what I mean? Remember? No, oh, gross. Maybe you don't. No, um, but um, you you know what I'm. Trying I was to afraid say of here. sleepovers. So. But you know what you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, um, some some claim that the group was behind the Kennedy assassination, responsible for creating the nuclear bomb, um, sponsored and influenced by the Illuminati. There's that Illuminati reference again. Illuminati. Um, and that they control the CIA because most of the members that were the founders of the CIA were also bonesmen. But, but okay, so the thing about it is this, right? I mean, like. Secret societies and the way that like we think about them, it's all a little silly, probably, and a lot of it is is probably just a little far fetched. I think a lot of it really is just like dudes getting together to drink, essentially. Well, I think, but this really is. You can look at the the seats of power that we have and trace them back to it. Yeah, and so like, yeah, I don't think it's too far off that there is a fraternity of men that look out for each other, mm-hmm. that cover for each other, yep. and that and that prop them 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 up. Yeah, and Makes I sense. think and I think that a lot of the reason why we don't really hear about secret societies most often now is because we have too much access to information. Like you can't really keep sense. things as secret as you used sure. to be able to. Um, but yeah, so I would think that you could look at um, secret societies and kind of two different ways you could look at it as hey it's a positive for the people that are in it because they have this group of people that are looking out for them and probably going to get them good jobs and probably going to you know hook them up with the right connections and but for everybody else you're like well what the fuck just because you got money you can do you own this this club yeah i think i think part of it too is sort of just like a a very functional utilitarian thing right so the thing about being a human is it's that you're very white and very American. Well, yeah, of course, sure. But like, just think about like the nature of secrets. Like you're as a human that is in society and, and that socializes with other people and, and that, and that deals with different like clumps and different groups that, that you might, you know, go in between, you will always encounter secrets for sure. So like and that secrets is, hold power and secrets hold power. And so that is one thing about like the secret society is it does sort of, um, serve that purpose of teaching young men, especially because I mean that there's just not many secret societies of women. Let's face the facts. Yeah. Um, of teaching young men how to keep a secret. Mm-hmm. You know, in the end, I think that's just sort of like what the main thing is. And like any other human institution, like religion or like even the law, for example, if you shroud it in like big awe-inspiring ceremony and ritual, then like it takes on another meaning for somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like if you. It, it, the reason why people like like to get married in a church is because it makes it feel like that much more. It's meaningful. official. Yeah. It's like oh, like not only are we like getting married, but like uh, some like deity is like saying yes to this right yeah. now. You know what I mean? It's it's just something interesting to think about. Yeah, and it's for this one especially. It's pretty much what Yale has like gotten a lot of their money from. Sure, like in a lot of their buildings. Yeah, and, because let's face it. Like I know that we're talking about like Felicity Hussman, Huffman, uh, and like all these other people that are getting exonerated for paying to have their kids go to college. Hey, just letting you know, this has been going on a lot longer than that. They just got caught in a different way. Yeah, and. and and honestly, I have feelings about that. I, I do too. I, I think it's so stupid. I think stupid. it's stupid. I think it's like, don't get me wrong. I, as everyone knows, I'm like the Marxist on the show. I don't have great feelings about super rich people. I truly don't. But like the spectacle of punishing yeah, rich stupid. people for like paying for their kids, like got some news. All of us poor people know that you do it. We already know. Like we're not dumb. Yeah. Like in the meantime, like 
in the meantime, they're doing that to like cover up for like, you know, actually shouldn't college just like be free? Right. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Anyway, some of the fa- most famous bonesmen out there mm, um, I love are it when you say bone. <laughs> uh, William Howard Taft, obviously. And this is the only person ever in history to be a Supreme Court justice and president. I forgot about that. That's yeah. true. Um, uh, astrophysicist. Although there is some, I just want to point this out. What? There is some speculation that some people are thinking about appointing Obama to, to, the, to the bench. I could see which that. Which could be the second. So we'll see. Not, not with our current administration. Uh, we don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> um, astrophysicist Lyman Spitzer, who's responsible for the Hubble Space Telescope. Oh, wow. Um, Frederick Wallace Smith, who is the founder of FedEx. Mm, wow. Uh, and then George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, and John Kerry, all famous bonesmen. Wow. So think about that. In 2000... Was John Kerry a bonesman with George Bush? Bush? I don't think I think they're a little different in age. I think Carrie's well, Carrie's older than George W. Because Bush. that's the be. thing with Skull and Bones is that you're only inducted when you're a junior, and you're only a bonesman at Yale when you're a senior. Huh. It's more about how you're connected outside of college. Okay, can we just be real for a minute? Though? Sure. Okay, so this is a show with two LGBT people at the helm, mm-hmm. right? How often do you think there were secret sex parties I don't know. with the Bonesmen? I mean, but what do you think, though? Do you think that was a regular thing? Do you think there were like, I think that's like, a regular college thing. But you know what I'm talking about. You know what I like, mean, though? Yeah, but I mean, especially with this. Like, I mean, boys in their prime, you know, like, they're all rich. Like, they all like probably have, like, nice clothes. They have, like, nice cars. I almost think that there would probably be more instances of, and, and this sounds bad, but more instances of, like, bringing girls in yeah. to do stuff no with. no no without a doubt but you know i mean like on the side kind of thing like i don't know bo- boys on the side exploring your sexuality actually and that's the film that we're going to be talking about in the second segment is boys on the side <laughs> with whoopi goldberg <laughs> <laughs> is that um is, is that with uh what's her face from whoopi e. goldberg and um yes from et i can't think of her name <laughs> Why right am now, I, but, it's not um, from et but <laughs> you, you know what I'm, you you know who she is yes. barrymore um, drew barrymore drew, drew barrymore yes um, boys on the side. It, the the classic horror film, Boys on the Side. Get ready for it, folks. <laughs> yes, I love it. I might add, by the way, we're you know we used to do this show drunk, as as some of our old fans know. We don't anymore. Go back to episode um, nine, and you will hear. We're really we're really not drunk right now. I promise you. Oh gosh. Okay, so that kind of sums up Skull and Bones. That was really informative, and, yeah. I, and that will also color our talk about skulls in the second segment. Yeah. Um, the other one that I just want to quickly hit on because it just kind of pertains to us. Sure. Is uh, the Order of Chironia? Ah, doesn't that sound like a, like a wonderful mystical land? Chironia, Chironia. Um, I couldn't find a ton of information on this one, okay. so I'm just I gonna kind of cover not a, it. Not a surprise. Um, I'm just gonna cover it a little bit. So, in 1893, shortly after meeting Oscar Wilde, George Cecil Ives, a friend of um, Wilde's, uh, he kind of put together this, founded this sacred society called the Order of Chironia, um, aimed at promoting quote-unquote, the cause. Interesting. So the cause basically was promoting the act of homosexuality. Um, It was to normalize the act of homosexuality and to tell people that this is just a way of life. This Mm. is not something that is um, being, should be, because at this time it was being treated as like a psychological disorder and being, you know, uh, treated in the way well, that we used was, to treat things. I mean, it was also punishable. So, I mean, like, if he was a friend of Oscar Wilde, he would have been keenly aware of when Oscar Wilde was imprisoned right. in England for being gay. Um, the group was mostly male-dominated, but there were some lesbian members. 
Um, it was primarily politically focused, um, basically trying to promote that, um, you know, things like same-sex marriage. And this is in England. This is in England, yes. Um, Particularly around the areas of, like, England, France, Italy, like, those kind of more progressive areas, I would say. Um, And that's kind of a lot of what I I know, that they had a lot of, like, secret handshakes and secret things that they did. I bet they had a secret handshake. (laughs) Well, no, that's, okay, so that's one thing that that they cover in the research that I found is that he was very keen on this being an aesthetic movement and not being a place where people go to hook up so so about that though do you think that like do you think that that's just like what he wrote you know what i mean like like on paper it was this so but also like it was said that it was not to be used as a forum for men to meet for sex Although he accepted a degree of passionate sensuality, so I wonder. I wonder and that's what in that quotes, meant. so that means that that was written. Somewhere. Yeah, I mean that, that's really that's that's very interesting. I mean, I don't know what to think about that. I think it's just interesting that this is kind of um, one of the first organized uh, groups that were fighting for gay rights. Yeah, right? sure. So it's just re- interesting that this dates all the way back to 1893 when yeah. we were starting to have those conversations or people were starting to have those conversations. And we were so... Um, we were so young. We were so, <laughs> we were so ashamed of, of sex. I mean, it, and it's not like this was, you know... Um, not like this is a new thing. Well, it wasn't like it was segmented just to LGBT people. I right. mean, it was, you know, for straight people in that era too, it was the exact same sort of shamefulness about it yeah um it is interesting that even then he he that they were i shouldn't just say he that they were even as open as they were really yeah so that's the uh, the order of chironia um if anyone has interesting if anyone has more information on that i'd really be interested in hearing more um i it was really hard to find very good information huh. on it. So, well, you know, uh, I mean, we were talking before this, but a, a lot of LGBT organizing did take place in societies first. Like, I mean, in America, it was the the Mattachine Society mm-hmm. with 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 uh, with Harry with Henry Hay. Pardon me. Well, and if and, you re- uh, and if you remember when we talked to Queerly Departed, yeah. um, they talked about how hard it was to find yeah, information around sure. queer people because yeah. they wrote in sort of a code because they couldn't be out. Their 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 stories get get erased. Um, or or get written over and they get um, they get washed out. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah, um, it was really nice when I was in Ireland to visit um, the Oscar. Just speaking of Oscar Wilde, I visited the Oscar Wilde uh, statue in in Marion Square Park. That was really nice. Cool. I did it on my last day there, and it's just sort of like a special. If you're ever in Dublin, you should definitely go. Um, it's just a really special place cool. um, for a person who was so like um, attacked. Yeah. Okay, I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's well, going to wrap um, up that. I'm looking forward to going to the next meeting of the Skull and Bones. No, of the Sukadik. Of, of Sukadik, <laughs> um, our secret. That's our secret society. If you want to join, you can let us know. And if you want to know the origins of Sukadik, just go back and listen to episode nine. Was that episode nine? Yes. That was episode nine. So Sukadik, um, that's our fraternity, our secret fraternity. Um, some of you can join. Some of you, Can't. we don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if you, if you make it in. Um, so we'll take a quick break and we're going to come back with a kind of a different segment that we, I don't think we've done since like we episode for, like for a long time. two, three uh, movies that will we, slay. Yeah. Movies we think will slay. They're going to slay. Don't you dare touch me. Stand back. No! No! And I am back to slay the children. 
We love movies. We love slaying. We love getting slayed. So let's talk about the movies that we think are going to slay. So yeah, this is a segment where we talk about literally the movies we think are going to do really good or be really good or yeah. just like look out for these movies when they come and out. And we got some good ones here. I think so. I think it's. I think that 2020 is shaping up to be a pretty nice year for horror, to be honest. You know, it's been the last couple of years, the last, the last five years really in, in horror have been, I think, fantastic. Yeah, totally. Wonderful stuff. I think... Like looking back just at last year alone, mm-hmm. I mean, Doctor Sleep, Doctor Sleep alone, mm-hmm. honestly, Midsummer was, too, Midsummer, Us. incredible, Us in the past few years, Hereditary, Get Out, I mean, like incredible stuff. Yeah, and also on the small screen too. I yeah. mean, there's been a ton of stuff that that. I mean, to be totally honest, I miss a lot of sure. them because they go to VOD and of I kind of just, but once they kind of get on streaming services like Shudder or Netflix yeah. or Hulu, like you can catch a lot of good stuff out there. So let's talk about the ones we have coming up in 2020. And this is, this is just a few for now. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the ones coming up that we think are going to be And really obviously cool. these are all going to be um, theatrical releases yes. because that's kind of what we have access to right exactly. now as far as uh, information. So what do you got first? So my first one comes out on February 28th. Oh. It, it is starring Elizabeth Moss. Oh. And it is part of the dark universe. Ooh. It is called The Invisible Man. Oh, that'll be good. Um, Always a great story. This one, but it looks like they're taking a little bit of a different turn on this one. It looks okay. like it's um, a victim of abuse trying to escape her husband or boyfriend huh. and him faking his death, maybe or maybe dying, not really sure from the preview, uh, and kind of becoming the invisible man and coming Gross. after all the people that he that she loves. Oh my so God. it looks like a different that's like terrifying. A, like a different take on the classic story, which I'm excited about because you know, we've already gotten kind of the invisible man a couple yeah, times sure. with the classic movies and then kind of hollow yeah. man a little bit. Yeah. So oh hollow oh my man. God, hollow man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We might we maybe we cover that someday. An- you know, we animal testing. We, uh, we don't always cover good movies. <laughs> That's at, true. At at Man's Friday Best Friend, we're looking at you. Um, anyways, yeah. Okay, good. Invisible man. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. Um, my first one uh, that will come out in uh, actually at the end of this month, at the end of January, uh, is Gretel and Hansel. Not Hansel and Gretel, but they switched it around. <laughs> Gretel and Hansel. So it must be uh, different. Um, it is just a looks like a, a new um, a new take on the classic fable. Looks like a pretty dark um, take. Looks pretty dark. Um, looks really interesting. Honestly, don't know much about it, but the trailers that I've seen so far look pretty compelling. So I, I can't wait to see it. The thing I liked about this one is just like you said, like we don't know too much about it, we and don't. we've already seen the trailer, so that yeah. that leads me to believe that they uh, have a good movie out there that yeah. they don't need to quote unquote sell to people. Yeah, the, and so. the, the dialect work that I'm already hearing is is very strange huh. so i don't know like where to even place this so it'll be interesting to just to see everything about this i think and maybe like be like a witch type of situation i have no or idea bitch I, I think i think it's really um it's it's uh it, it's gonna be a surprise whatever it is cool yeah I'm, I, yeah i'll definitely, bad. I'll definitely bad see it all. yeah um, my second one comes out on April 17th. It is starring Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons, and it is Antlers. Have you seen the preview for No, Antlers? I haven't for this. Um, it still looks pretty secretive. It definitely takes place in the woods, in okay. a cabin, um, and it looks like there might be some sort of, like, creature, question mark? Um... It's it's just one of those ones that we don't we haven't gotten too much information on, but it looks super creepy. I love Carrie Russell, um, so I'm into it. I'm ready to see it. I like kind of that cold weather in the woods feeling. Yeah. So it gives me the creeps. I'm ready for it. Sounds Let's awesome. Let's see Antlers on April 17th. 
Um, my next one is in February, and it is The Lodge. And we were just saying that we actually thought it had already come out. Uh, it's taken for... It I, I feel not. like I watched this preview like a year ago. Yeah, me too. Um, it looks really scary. Um, it looks like people going to a lodge and then get stuck there in the winter and blah, 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 Crazy. blah. You know, let your Crazy mind town. go with it. Um, which, you know, that sort of isolation horror, I think, is really yeah. terrifying, especially if you have anxiety. Um, so it should be really good. And that comes out in February, I think pretty early in February as well. I forgot the we'll exact see. date, but like, looking I'm, forward to it. I, I hope it comes out. I'm, I mean, I'm like a little, to at some point. I'm, well, there's been movies that have been shelled for years before. Or, or it just comes, you know, if it just comes to VOD too, fine. I mean, wh- whatever it is. Too. But, but, you know, I, I will say this though. I do want this to be the year that I am in the theater much more. Yeah, um, I miss you know, movie like, pass. I was just th- <laughs> I, I do too. And I was just thinking about like right before I went to Ireland, I was supposed to go see Parasite and something else and I didn't have time and like I didn't have a chance when I was there and then like I you know it's just I I need to make the time all the time to go see these films because that's just what we do. It's hard. You know, but it's hard but but that's going to be it's a priority now for me. It has to be. Yeah, I've been thinking about joining one of the local movie clubs. I think um, it's a great idea. But I just have to make it worth my I have to make it like a priority. Like you have you to said. make it a priority, yeah. and and if you do, then you'll make it part of what you actually go out and do. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's important. All right. Um. And then my final one is my most anticipated of 2020 yeah. as of right it, now. It looks really good. Um. It, does. it is starring Carrie Mulligan, and it comes out on April 17th, and it is called Promising Young Woman. Have you seen the preview for this? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah. so this looks like a, and I I'm gonna say this, but then I mean I kind of come back at it it looks like a typical revenge movie but with a new spin on yeah, it yeah right exactly. because the preview takes you through a kind of um a woman going into a bar and being all drunk and then a guy taking her home and like trying to take advantage of her yeah. and then all of a sudden you realize oh she ain't drunk she's yeah, just right. acting drunk exactly and she's testing the limits of these men and what they will do when they think that they yeah, can get away with yeah, shit right. which i find super interesting yeah, i think it's a, it's a really smart idea carrie mulligan is a great actress yeah. um and the supporting actress in this i mean you're looking at like a ton of people in this movie should be great. and so i'm intro and from the preview you only see a couple of people so i'm wondering how they use the talent that's in their yeah. cast um but to me this right now as of right now as of uh where, what month are we in february i know uh, Fe- i think we're in february Oh, well, let's try to hit February. That's right. Yeah. Um, as of right <laughs> this now. This is how busy I've been. Yeah, as of right now, that's my number one um, most looking forward to. Um, my last one does not come out for a while. It's in October. Oof. And this one is The Conjuring 3. Now, here's why I'm excited. Number one, I really do like like, like The Conjuring franchise. I, I think it's pretty scary. Um, part two was was not as good as part one, but whatever. But part three happens to have my sister in it, what? Rebecca Lyons. She's an actress out of Nashville. Um, she's been doing really great work for a while, and she is in this in this movie. Do you know what she plays yet? I, I'm not allowed to know. Okay. So all I know is that she's in it. I, I can know that, but she hasn't been allowed to tell anybody like what she does or what her lines are, or because obviously it could give something away. Yeah, of course. Um, I do know this. I saw her at Christmas. And she showed me her um, like her track jacket that had the Conjuring Three embroidered. Oh, like fun! Everyone got that. Yeah, that's fun. And one thing I can tell you too is that everyone in the cast 
got delivered to their house, like a little vial of holy water that was like branded <laughs> the Conjuring Three. So it's it's really cool. It's especially cool to like see my sister like doing something like yeah, this. it's really cool. Um, and we've talked about it too. When the movie comes out, we're gonna have Rebecca on for a horror hookup. Yeah, to talk about her experience, both being a woman in film and also about her experience in The Conjuring. Yeah, that's awesome. So it should be really fun. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And, um, you know, another thing, too, is, you know, if you we were talking about making going to the movies a priority, you know, we've got we happen to have some great movie houses here like mm-hmm. the Davis and Lincoln Square or my personal favorite, the Music Box on Southport, which is just the like the most beautiful old movie house. I just love it so much. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Um, and, you know, if you've got old theaters where you live or nearby, you should really go to them and and. Make that part of what you do. It's fun. And really, they, they need your support. I'm really surprised that we have that we don't have an Alamo draft house here. You know, I, I, I honestly I don't get it. If if we had an Alamo, it would be I imagine such a hit. Maybe it's just because we already have like the Logan Theater, we already have like music box, so maybe they don't want to uh, i mean that very well could be i mean i i think that you know what we have i think the programming at the music box in chicago is the best mm-hmm. they do not just like um great films they and but they also bring in 70 millimeters and they bring in 35 millimeters all yeah. the time like and i, they do I like just saw the talks th- and, yeah i just yeah. saw the 35 millimeter of bug with you know tracy letts and 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 uh, michael shannon it was um, fucking amazing um and they do great talks with people and they do Excellent events, and they have like you know that pop up that we went to last yeah, last child's fall play. for yeah. Child's Play. Like they just do such neat and creative and fun stuff, and they are people who fucking love cinema. Yeah, they love it. They live it. They breathe it. They 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 give that love to you, and it's a place for you to go and be a movie nerd. Yeah, and everyone is into it. Yeah, I'm really glad know? that they bought that property next door so oh, that they God, could expand it into yes. that. Because um, now they have like before it was just like a normal theater, yeah. uh, and now it's got like an extra like um, loungy space, and it's, it's, it's got great. like a, a beer garden in the back. And, and, and I, I'm just putting this out to the universe. One thing I would love to see this year that we can be a part of is bringing Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, for a screener at the Music Box. So yeah, that'd be great. Put Putting that out there into the universe. There it is. There. <laughs> there it is. It's, it's I see it. It's gone. It. <laughs> okay, there it is. That's all I have to say. All right. So that um, brings us to the end of movies we think are going to slay. And they're going to slay. If you have movies that you think are going to slay, please send the trailers to us because we would, Don't love, delay. we would love to hear from you and we would love to see what you're looking forward to today. in 2020. Um, so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about our very first movie today. Mm-hmm. And that is the 1989 Gem. Yeah, get ready for this, motherfucker. Society. (laughs) Get ready. For Bill Whitney... I've never been paranoid. Fear plays a large part in family life. I feel like something's going to happen. And if I scratch the surface, there'll be something terrible underneath. He's afraid his sister... Could you zip me up, Billy? ...is not what she seems. He thinks his friends are out to get him. Make waves with you. You're going to drown. People are what they are. Now you have to learn to accept that. He's about to find out the truth. (laughs) Why why are you guys doing this to me, huh? What, you've been living with these people all your life and you didn't know anything about this? It's far worse than he could ever imagine. If you don't follow the rules, Billy, bad things happen. Didn't you know, Billy boy? The rich have all sucked off low-class scum like you. Bill Whitney 
is about to become one. Showtime, Billy! With society. <laughs> it's that part of the show where we talk about films, and the films we're talking about are all about secret societies. And in this case, the first one is called society and so andrew is going to tell us about this very fucked up weird some bitch <laughs> called society andrew good luck society from 1989 bill whitney is an ordinary teenage boy who has always felt out of place with his elitist family after a series of unfortunate events bill senses that something is not right with the people around him and after some investigation into the upper class he discovers his family is part of a gruesome orgy cult for the social elite that feed on the lower class now i want you to take well tell, tell the rest first just go ahead <laughs> uh, this stars billy warlock as bill whitney conchita de is that that hey. motherfucker's real name billy warlock mm-hmm. shut the fuck up conchetta de Gasti as nan ben slack as dr cleveland evan richards as milo patrice jennings as jenny whitney tim bartell as david blanchard charles lucia as jim whitney and more people <laughs> more people that honestly you probably don't see any more in anything and not for a long time this um, runs about 99 minutes um it costs about two million dollars to make which actually that's kind of low for what with what they do yeah um and this came out actually it came out in europe first in 1989 and it got a u.s release in 1992 so just right away i'm already seeing some of the ephemera that that we put in our notes for this i didn't even put together that billy warlock's dad is david warlock who played, who played The Shape, Michael Myers, in, yeah, in yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah, 2. Yeah. Did not realize that. Um, and the hospital that they use is the same hospital as from Halloween 2. That is uh, insane. I did not know that. Um, so beyond that... Um, what is society can, all about? Can we talk about this movie? Um, listen, I did not think that it would be about an orgy. I did not think that I would see fisting. I did not think that I would see somebody's face literally as an asshole. Mm-hmm. Listen to what I just said. Welcome to society. You see someone's face as an mm-hmm. asshole. <laughs> um, these are the things that you will encounter in this very strange film from 1989 when I was but seven years old. Um, I watched this film on my couch... Um, Please tell eating... me you just watched it alone. Ooh, I did. Okay, good. Um, and I watched it eating dinner. Oh, no. Um, which was a terrible idea. Rotten idea. Yeah. Um, it is a disgusting movie. Um, it's, it, the, 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 there's a lot going on. And it's very, very fucking weird. Mm-hmm. This is a weird fucking movie. Yeah. It, it almost, like, there are there are some elements of it that, like, almost wanted to feel jalo. You know, like I feel like they like 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 whoever was like trying to like poke little tiny things in huh. here and there, which I just thought was kind of interesting. The music is very weird. I, I love um, the like the theme song. What is it? Um, oh Society waits for you. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and you probably heard it in the transition. The, That's probably um, yeah. Nice. The um, the acting is you know how there weren't more Oscar nominations out of this <laughs> film. I don't know, Andrew. What did you think about? It? I, I mean, I think the acting is intentional. I mean, they're meant to be like off kilter sure, people. Sure. Because yeah. our main guy's pretty straight laced. He's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He thinks he's going insane the whole time because they keep sure. pulling these tricks on him, gaslighting him. Yeah. It's funny, though, that they concentrate so much on him because, like, 
he's not he's got to be not the only one not in society right? well i mean i i don't know like he he very it, this might be like a, a body snatchers thing they like, love actually, maybe pulling some pranks is. on him um that, um this movie uh this is a movie i actively um avoided for a long time because i knew that it was gross i knew everyone talked about how gross it was yeah and i'm watching it and apart from like the um snails at the beginning sure i'm like what are people talking about it's not that like there's not really that much in it because yeah. up to mm. up till that point there only really been like a maybe like a throat slit but, but and i was like cake is baked and then the last 20 minutes happens and Ugh. it is a straight up melt body orgy killing spree i don't even know how to explain it really <laughs> it's um so so like the the thing about it is this right i mean like let, let's just like get to the fucking point right so like the the society are they're like aliens no basically? no like, they've always they, been there they say that they're they're like they're just like us, and they've always been here. Sure. So, but they're, like, in their own little secret society. So, like, not really aliens, but, like, other beings on Earth. And, like, the way that they... Um, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like, it's not, like, the way that they necessarily live, but I guess the way that they all survive, I suppose. I think there's something with... There's got to be something with life force. There has to be. Because so, they, like, suck that guy dry. Yeah. And so, like, when we say suck, like, we mean, like, they literally suck. So, like, all of these people get together, and all of their bodies sort of, like, merge together. Yeah. And, like, whoever, like, the human is, their mouths become, like, suckers. suckers yeah. And they suck on to the, the person. So, there's, like, a bunch of people sucking. This is a <laughs> suck fest, man. It's just, everyone's fucking daisy chain sucking on these people. But then, like, they can do other things. So, like, for par example, with the poor guy that gets sucked on in this one... Um, there's like a judge guy who's like, you know, smoking a cigar and like drinking a martini kind of guy. The cigar's never lit. Yeah. The cigar's never, it's never lit. He just like chews them all the time. Um, so like when it's his turn to start sucking, I forget what he says, but like he says something a little bit cheesy. Something about like, get ready or whatever. Oh, oh no. He says, we're ready for the bottom. That's what he says. Oh, That's exactly what he says. I know we're ready for the bottom. Is that what you say most most days? Um, <laughs> you know that uh, that's private. My sex life is private. Thank you. Um, so what he does when he says we're ready for the bottom is he sticks his entire arm up this dude's ass, and it comes it comes out his mouth, mm-hmm. and like that's what these like people that's what these beans do. They like they reach inside of you and they can like turn you inside out and like they just it's very weird. They get every bit of you. Um, it's very weird. The orgy part, which does last seriously like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. is long. It's a little. I, I'm not gonna lie. It's a little arduous. It's. I mean, I know it's eighty nine and all, but. It's a lot. Um, I I do love the part though where he goes up to the parents' bedroom and they're uh, having like their own separate little orgy with the daughter of all people. Yes, and they're like the mom and the daughter are like connected, and then she like shoots out from under like her legs. It's It's, very strange. But how how about the dad and the asshole? I know he's literally an asshole. Can you tell us about that, please? Earlier in the movie, uh, there is a, a slur hurled at the father from the son, who's our main character, and he says, "You're a real butthead." And then oh, that's what he says. Later in yeah. the movie, um, that guy literally is an ass. He's he's got his face in his wife's ass, mm-hmm. and the ass is spread open, yep. and we're looking at the ass, and you see his fucking face. And talking. he goes, "I guess I really am a butthead." And then he laughs. laughs. Um, 
which of course is terrifying to Billy, as you might imagine. Billy, it turns out, is actually not their real son. Go figure. He's just like their adopted, adopted yeah. kid. He's being groomed for the the like the big treat. Yeah, because um, they eat people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this film is a lot. I'm, I'm glad that I saw this this piece of cinematic genius. <laughs> um, it definitely fits with with our theme. There is some weird stuff in this though. Earlier on in the movie, um, there's one part where um, he's looking for suntan lotion, so he decides yeah. to walk in on his sister taking a shower. Yeah. And that's before he knows he's adopted. So he's literally walking in on what he thinks is his biological sister taking a shower. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, growing up in a house with a lot of women, like, I've, I mean, I've had to do that before. But, but not, like, like, intentionally. The thing that he does that is intentional is he opens up the shower door. Well, because it looks like she's, like, backwards. Like, she is, like... I mean, I guess. It, it shows in silhouette her boobs and her butt are in the same... They're on the same yeah, plane. I, I grew up with sisters too. The body can be confusing. <laughs> um, it doesn't turn around. Well, I'm just saying, you know, shadow. It's like shadow play. You know what I mean? It's it's like a it's like a Kate Bush song. Um, but you know, the, I think the the um, <laughs> you know, honestly, like I was about to make a point about this film, and I don't even know what I was going to say. You lost it. I I lost it because the movie is just fucking weird, man. Yeah. This and- is. This is honestly, we've we've looked at some strange shit. I'm sure that all of you have too. This is one of the strangest things that I've seen. And you can watch it for free on Amazon Prime. So. You can. <laughs> and the yeah. transfer is actually really nice. It's, it it's looks not, really good. It, it is not bad, yeah. for sure. It, it's not bad. Um, one of the other things that struck me as just very strange in this movie was um, what we were what we kindly referred to as Large Marge slash the drag queen. Yeah. Um, who was the mom. The Clarissa's mom. <laughs> I just, it never explains, is she mentally handicapped? <sighs> is she OCD? Who the fuck knows? Because I'm not even kidding you guys. This is, uh, it's it's basically a drag queen that likes to pull people's hair out. Yeah. Do, do we know who played that role? Do we know Do we know I that? I don't. I don't. Not, I guess it's not on the list I, here. It, it, I don't think it's ever said what her name is. I, it's just mom. 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 You're back early. It, and it then was very, very. The other strange thing is how this movie ends. Yeah. So they get Clarissa, they get Milo, and they get Bill, to, and they, they run away together. Yeah. She's still a creature. Yeah. But I mean, so... but, but I mean, she does seem to turn her ways. But do, do, so this is what's not explained in the movie. Does she rely on that? Or is that just like, is it like a food source or is it just like a, a tradition? That's the thing, thing is that we don't, we don't really know. It's like, cause it's, it, 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 that is not ever explicitly said. Does this need to happen for survival or is it a treat as they say? Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Another another classic line in this movie that I just wanted to uh, point out there is when she is offering Bill coffee after they have sex. Yeah. She goes, um, would you like cream, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? I, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, what? Um, you know, it's okay. Have you ever been in an orgy before? No. No. So, you know, I think like everybody, like, you know, we all have seen pornography or we've done this or we've done that, right? I mean, like, everyone has fantasies about things, sure. But like, I think this does sort of play on like the um, sort of like the the anxieties that people have when they think about like how like animal they really want to be during sex. You know what I mean? Mm, like, okay, I, that is something to think about. Like, I mean, the idea of an orgy sounds fun to everybody, right? That's, like, that's like, something to extrapolate. Sex from this. so much, like tons <laughs> of sex. That sounds like like an incredible time, but also like it is a little terrifying, right? I mean, yeah. it's sort of like. 
I was talking about this with with some friends. Like what body parts gonna go where? Well, sure. <laughs> I, mean, we talked about this, I was talking about this with, with some friends not too long ago. Like, you know, one of the scariest things that you can encounter is sober sex, right? I yeah. mean, like for the first time, you're like, oh wait a minute, you're looking at my body, I'm looking at yours. Like, what what are we doing right now? But imagine like being with like 20 other bodies. Like, it's like, oh my god, don't look at me. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 sort of like a terrifying thing. Yeah. Um. So there is sort of like the play on that anxiety, I think. Um. And also, like, the fact that, like, maybe during an orgy, you could just, like, get eaten. Yeah. By a group of people. Suffocate. Suffocate. <laughs> I mean, and, like, you know, literally get, like, sucked to death. Um, I like that they call whatever this, whatever this thing that they're yeah. doing, they call it the shunt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to hunt, and then we're going to shunt. Like, um. <laughs> I love it. Like, I love what, it. What on earth? What on earth? There's a couple parts in this that, um. I, I it, and this just leads to like kind of the bizarreness of this movie is there's a part where we go to a funeral and at most funerals I would think you would just want to just like look at the body yeah. say what you want to say and like move on not Milo no. Milo needs to touch the body yep. and he pokes a big hole in his face yep right in his cheek there's another part where they drug Bill and take him to the hospital only to let him escape and go back to the house. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't, it, it was so strange. Yeah. Like they, they, he came home where they easily could have just abducted him right there and just kept him trapped in the house. Sure. But instead they drug him, take him to the hospital so he can escape and conveniently give him his Jeep back so that he can go back to the house. Deus ex machina. <laughs> so um, you know, it, it made sense to some screenwriter back in '88 when when they were writing this. And um, after that, after the hospital scene, Billy he takes like a weird. His character a takes weird a turn. weird turn. Yeah, he, like he starts to get goofy. He's almost like manic for yeah. some reason. I don't, yeah. And I kind of just I was like maybe it's just the drugs or whatever. It's probably but the orgies. It was very strange. Um, this it, and I think we've said it a number of times, but this is just you know this is one you got to watch and experience because I can't yeah, really. Uh, it's hard to it. Uh, don't don't watch this with words. your mom. No, you know, don't watch it with your mom. The other part that I was that was a little bizarre is that Milo he he with the help of 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 hair obsessed drag queen. Yeah. Um, takes out the police officer and puts on his uniform to sneak into the house. <laughs> he sneaks into the house and is right in the middle of the orgy. And does not react. There yeah. is a alien melting, killing orgy. He's just sort of watching and it. And he's like, huh, this yeah. is interesting. He's just sort of watching it. This is like my National Geographic for the day. And he's just like, he's, he's even kind of like bobbing around it. I know. And like, and he's like, like oh, can I get it from this and angle? Like the things this are, angle? Things are touching him and he's like getting them off of him. And it's just, it was like, what what are you doing? Yeah, um, I will say for 89, there's some sexual fluidity stuff oh, here. big time. That everyone's just kind of macking on everybody, which is kind of interesting. Um, we get a great uh, fight scene with some karate moves in it between... Is it Todd Ferguson? I can't remember. I just remember his last name's Ferguson. I feel like the last few films that we've watched have all had like karate, like street yeah. fighter moves. <laughs> and it's just like... the And the fights that go on forever. But what happens is he, he takes down Bill pretty easily yeah but then the last minute bill reaches up inside of him out of his mouth turns him inside out out. turns the motherfucker inside out and they're like made of like worms or snails snails. and there's a part towards the beginning where they are kind of looking at snails and they're like "Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one and i'm like 
are, is the are, are the snails them? Well, okay, so 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 that's that's the thing. I mean, like we, we we can wax on about how weird it is, and we can make fun of it and whatever. But a critical analysis, yeah. though, as a creature film, I don't think this works. Okay, because like we don't know what the creature is. It, yeah, it makes no sense. So like. There's a little there's, too much up to the imagination. Yeah, there's nothing for me to focus my anxieties on or my fears on. Like, uh, it, uh, we we don't know the shape of this thing. Yeah, and unlike other films where a shapeless you know monster actually is terrifying, this one isn't because the shapelessness of it actually just lends itself to humor. More than anything. Well, else. and it doesn't help that they put a very comical um, musical score right. behind without it. Without a doubt, sure. Because honestly, like the melting and like the them like putting their yeah. fingers through it, and everyone is so gross, and yeah. it's it does get like really creepy. But then all of a sudden, you've got like a do 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 yeah. do in the background, and you're like, oh, they're playing this for humor, I guess. I mean, like but, imagine imagine if they had shifted the tone, right? And and shifted and shifted some of the atmosphere, and you could have made this a little more Hellraiser, yeah, totally. Than you know the fucking whatever it is now, <laughs> circus, yeah. Calliope organ. Like, I mean, um, it, I think that it, it, I, I think that, and I don't know, but I'm, I'm imagining that somebody had an idea about okay, well, how can we write a movie about class, a horror mm-hmm. movie about class, yeah, and rich people sucking off poor people, and like copulation, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that totally like that's a great basis for a film. And I think that somewhere I just got lost and they made it into what turned into a horror comedy. Yeah. And but what I will say is like, I would probably watch this again, to be honest. I I, I I had fun with it. I want to watch it again because the the, the first watch was um, just trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And and, and like I said, I mean, it honestly is kind of gross. Yeah. Um, So like and there's like weird. um, What do you call incest? moments yeah, sure. and yeah. the way that they like touch the oh there's a there's a part where he walks in on his family yeah having sex and they're like basically like giving each other massages yeah and it's 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 very strange it's, it's, it's gross listen it's, yeah at, at sukadik we do not we do not <laughs> condone this kind of behavior yes, you're out of the fraternity trust me oh is there anything else you would like to talk about with society no no, there's not. We should say that the guy who directed this actually wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. <laughs> so he is very clearly um, uh, Brian attracted U- Brian to, Usna. This is to body stuff. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> wrote on the, the cinematic class, children's classic, Honey, I Shrunk the you know, Kid. I'm, I'm glad that the, the themes were not part of that film. What can yeah, I say? Yeah. Well, that's this film. Um, So out of seven stripes, because we give uh, our oh, ratings geez. out of seven stripes here at Friday the 13th to represent the rainbow. So what do you give society? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll give it three and a half. So right in the middle? Right in the middle. I'm going to give it a shoop, 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 shoop. Right now, I think maybe it might increase if I watch it again. But I think yeah. I'm I think I'm right there with you, 3.5. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not like hating on it. I just, I, I, I just think it, it, it could have been something very different and something very better. Yeah. Very better. Something better. Very better. You know what I mean. Very better. Yeah. Very better. What, what is uh, the one drag queen? Much better. Much better. <laughs> So, anyways. all right. So that will end our talk on society. We will take a break, and we will come back with the 2000 film Skulls. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. In a place where tomorrow's leaders are groomed. Where did Mr. McNamara learn to row? The local sewers, I imagine. He's a townie. 
You won us the Ivy League championship three years in a row. That's all I know. In an organization. Are you ready to be reborn? Where success is assured. Our membership has its pleasures, its hardships, and sometimes its pain. We live by the rules, we die by the rules. Gentlemen, welcome home. Luke McNamara is about to get an opportunity. A skull above any other. He's only dreamed of. Yeah. Senator, it's a pleasure to meet you. What do you think of all this? To be honest, it's all a little bit overwhelming. But if a secret society can give you everything you desire... This is your pre-acceptance to the law school of your choice. That's got to be a mistake. You are a skull. Imagine what they can take away. None of us are safe. What are you going to do? We live by the rules. We die by the rules. We are here. We are queer. Mm -hmm. We are ready to talk about the skulls. Maddie, tell me about the skulls and give me some of the cast. Oh, you got it. Sure. So we're talking about the skulls from the year 2000. So long ago. A long time ago. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the skulls is about senior Luke McNamara, who attends an Ivy League college, but has to depend on scholarships and working on the side to stay in because he's poor. After getting the attention of some elite classmates, he gets accepted into the secret society of the skulls. He hopes it will better his chances at Harvard Law School, but the skulls are not what he thought, and his new lavish life cycle comes at a price. The skulls is from 2000. It is how many minutes long? Where are you? I lost it. It's about an hour and a half long. Whatever. <laughs> I think it's like 99 uh, um, minutes. Yeah. The, uh, the budget for this film was $35 million, which is kind of, uh, kind of incredible. Um, and some of the casts, people that you remember... People that we remember, rest in peace. Um, Joshua Jackson plays Luke McNamara. Paul Walker, R.I.P., plays Caleb Mandrake. Hill Harper plays Will Beckford. Leslie Bibb plays plays Chloe. Christopher McDonald plays Martin Lombard. Uh, Steve Harris plays Detective Sparrow. William Peterson as Ames Leverett. And Craig T. Nelson himself as Lytton Mandrake. Um... Wow. Taking it back 20 years now 20 years. of the skulls. This was a staple of my sure. like high school days. Yeah. I mean, this is my first year in college. Um, well, actually, no. This came out when I was still in high school. And then I went to college in August of that year. So this came out in March, I believe, of, of 2000. Um, definitely saw it then. Definitely was in love with Joshua Jackson back then. Um, just because of Dawson's Creek and everything oh, else, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and definitely was in love with Paul Walker and his hot ass body. Mm-hmm. And can we just talk about that right away? Sure. Um, <laughs> you tend to go there right what, away anyway. Well, I mean, I just want to talk right away about, about this because, you know, rest in peace, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he died during the, he died after Fast and the Furious 2. No, no, way, way farther than that. Like three, how many are Maybe there? like, I think there's nine oh, now. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, I think he died after five or six. Not in the filming, of course, but like while driving. Like, yeah. He's, he was too fast and too furious. Yeah. Um, but Jesus, he was a good-looking person. Oh, yeah. Really good-looking. You've seen Into the Blue, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Actually, I kind of want to watch that tonight yeah. now. Um, <laughs> I, he's he's wonderful. He was wonderful, and he's dead. Um, so, you know, pour one out for our beautiful homie, Paul Walker, and then I'm done with that. Okay. Um, so what we kind of follow in this movie is Caleb, or not Caleb, uh, Luke's journey through the skulls. So yep. we get... 
which I don't really understand. Which is based on skull and bones. Yeah, which is based on skull and bones. Um, And you you would know where the skulls are because they have a giant skull on top of their building. Yeah, so can we talk about that too? (laughs) Sure. Um, So, like, I mean, we we heard from you talking about skull and bones, that skull and bones has a tomb, like an actual thing Mm -hmm. at Yale. They've got a, they call it the tomb. Um, This is maybe just a little more obvious, right? (laughs) Like, I mean, it's literally a giant spinning skull on top of the chimney. Yeah. Like, a little heavy-handed, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thinking back once again, 20 years when I was, how old was I? I was, um, God, God, I was 17 years old. Yeah. I was 17 years old. That actually freaks me out. Anyways, <laughs> thinking back to when I was 17 years old, um, I probably thought that was very cool. Yeah. Well, it, it's, a, it's a stylistic thing for that right. era of movies. Yeah. Sure. Um, and listen, I know that this isn't straight up horror. It's more of a thriller. But you know what? It goes so good along with our topic. I want to tell you this right now, though. Can we just go to that? Sure. just said. We are very big about not qualifying horror. I know. Though. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to throw it out there because, you know, and that's going to go to sidebar here. But I recently saw somebody on Twitter say, well, Black Mirror is not horror. And I was like, actually, bitch, yes, it is. <laughs> So, like, stop it. Don't gatekeep horror for people. What is horror for you mm-hmm. is horror. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Sure. Go ahead. Um, no, the, the part of this that... So, we watched it. I had some nostalgic moments with it. Me too. Um, I was like, ooh, I remember the fondly of this movie. Me too. And then the next day, I was thinking about it. And I was like, What'd wait, you think? wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, what about... who? Uh, what? All these things. So, the first thing is, why are they interested in Luke? Because he's a good rower on a team of rowers? He's not like a single rower. He's like on a team. And he's poor. And he's a townie. Yeah, sure. So like he's not going to help anyone get ahead. So like why do they want him so bad? You know, I haven't thought about that until now. I suppose <laughs> you are correct. Um, the, the other thing too is um, along those lines. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was watching it and I was trying to consider like, wait a minute. Where are are they and Yale. i was and i was no they're not at yale <laughs> yes they are they are at yale? Uh-huh. yeah that's the yale oh, i guess it is because they're in the blue uniform with the y on it but it doesn't they don't say it they never they never explicitly was it filmed say it. at yale do we know that i know that the um boathouse was filmed at dartmouth because and that's what i was gonna say i thought that it was dartmouth and i think maybe, that, maybe i they think that they're at there. dartmouth for the entire time even though they had the y for yale I was just like, ah, oh, this doesn't seem, it doesn't, that, that, that's not New Haven. Yeah, I don't know. You know, so I don't know. It was, it was strange. It, it was, it, it, I guess that just kind of goes back to what you're saying a little bit here mm-hmm. it, of why him yeah. and why this place. Like, he is not remarkable except for the fact that he is a good rower. Like, he, he you know, he, he takes control during that sure. one race that yeah. you see. And he's, I guess, sort of like the captain. I oh my suppose. God, it was so funny to watch. Um, overhead footage before drones were a thing yeah because it was so like helicoptery yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. um yeah. uh, a couple other parts in this uh rowing sexy too yeah sure it's sexy um i i know from personal experience that it's super hard <laughs> so were you a rower no we just did a ton of rowing at um orange theory and it was like the most awful oh. thing ever <laughs> i mean like yeah i think like all of us were like oh i would love to be like a on a rowing team you know what i mean like, we didn't have that in my poor school um, well we didn't have it either <laughs> um but like you know like in chicago there's like a rowing yeah a gay rowing team our friend ray is on, a, is on a team i forgot ray is on that yeah. team that's right um but some other things it was fun to see leslie bibb oh yeah um because yeah. she's kind of a side right. act she and i wouldn't say that her career like took off but she shows up 
she shows up everywhere. Yeah, like a um, side character. And I love how she's an art student, and she's created a robot that paints like Jackson Pollock, and it's called Action Jackson. Like, it's <laughs> it's her thesis. It's so. It's so, I mean, now it is. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's so incredibly I dumb. did love seeing that um, whistling Nerf football that they were throwing around. I'm I like, remember oh, I remember those. Also, like, how cool was that dorm room? I know. Nobody has a dorm room like that. So at, at IU, at, at, at Indiana. With with um, a dumb waiter also? Yeah. That, that, that's weird. There, there is one building. It's called Collins. And Collins has a few has a few parts of it. But Collins Edmondson is the main building. And it, Collins is kind of like the artsy fartsy dorm. Sure. And Collins... Collins actually does have rooms that are similar to that because my sister mm. lived in one. Um, and the dining hall there is actually really similar to the one in the movie. The dining hall reminded me of Scream 2. Yeah, right. And yeah. actually, like that dining hall for a minute, I was like, wait a minute, is that Collins? Because that, that's where I used to eat lunch all the mm-hmm. time. Um, so it was it was a fun to, to think about that again and also to think about all the shitty dorm rooms that I had yeah. when I was in college. Some other things that I wanted to point out is that, you know, for being a secret society, they sure do talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's just talking about it out right. in the open. Um, um, quite, quite a bit. And then um, it was very weird to me this time around watching it how quickly his roommate turns against him because... 1,000%. Because he, he's going into this, like, teasing him, like, oh, you're going to become a skull. We know it. Blah, blah, blah that's gonna be funny blah 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 and then as soon as he did he's like you are dead to me <laughs> so he he does what an acting is called um uh playing the end and he's playing the ending way too hard yeah. way too fast mm-hmm. because he's not allowing himself to discover what could be and so unfortunately and i don't mean to like over criticize this right now but while we're while we're on our podcast talking about films um <laughs> you're allowed he exactly right he he doesn't he 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 creates with his bad acting quite mm-hmm. frankly he creates a scene that could have been about two friends discovering like a sudden rupture into um this like ghastly scene where we don't know why you're overreacting yeah and like you know Joshua Jackson is not the best actor no but like <laughs> that that he God bless him. Like he didn't have much to work with. No, because like he's such like a every everyday man. Guy. Yeah. yeah, and like I mean, like the, the the reactions from Joshua Jackson in that particular moment from Luke, they don't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. because like, well, the whole thing doesn't make sense. Like it it, it completely peaks so early. Yeah, that there's no reason why. I mean, we know why after watching the film because yeah. he's been doing the research on the skulls. He knows what's going on. But we don't know it in that scene yet. But that's the thing. Like, he gets all up in his business for being like, you're not going to share your life with me. But he's been doing all this research about the yeah. club you're trying to get into. And you're not going to... I don't I just, know. It's I, so weird. It, it just... It doesn't work. Um, and that's... Uh, I mean, listen, we're talking about the fucking skulls right now. Yeah. I mean, like, whatever. Did you ever you think your mean. life would be this great? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, here we, here we are. Um, no, uh, some of the other stuff, I think it's funny that they call them like soulmates and there's like a weird, like gay, not since, go into the um, machine. not since, uh, what was the warlock movie we watched? Oh, uh, the, the craft and the covenant. The covenant Not yeah. since the covenant was there uh, so much the uh, so testosterone uh, energy. So sexy. <laughs> um, because we get like shirtless for no reason. Uh, Paul Walker a lot of times. Oh, um, it was for reason. <laughs> I mean, it's because he's good looking. But it was for <laughs> masturbatory fantasies. Um, but and that there's the part where they go to the island and they're uh-huh. um, they're they're sh- shuffled in the. <laughs> The, the gaggle of women for the taking. Yeah. And and um so I love 
when the women come in, it is so 2000. What happens? Creed. Creed. <laughs> Creed just comes I'm on. I'm so glad you remembered to say that. Can you take me higher? <laughs> and I love it. like, what the fuck? Like, I'm watching it and I'm like, wait a minute. Is that Creed? I haven't... Yep. That's fucking yeah. Creed. Creed. Makes absolutely no sense. Except that it's just so 2000. It brought me right back yep. to being fucking 17. I know. Completely was... 17. Yeah, there's some nostalgia stuff. On the stuff edge in of 17. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for all your musical You're welcome. in this episode. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, I think that the, 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 you know, so quote unquote ending yeah. is a little weird because he shoots his dad instead of shooting Luke in, in, the, in the kind of like standoff. Yeah. And then he tries to kill himself and he, they stop that. But then he just leaves. Yeah. And the one guy's like, that a boy, that a boy. And then they're like, he's like, okay, so he's done now? Like, he's out of the skulls? Like, he's okay? Like, what? Huh? Yeah, it doesn't... I, I, I wonder if they were setting this up for skulls, too. There are three of these movies. Did you know that? Actually, I'm, as soon as I said skulls, too, I did remember it right then. I was um, doing... The I don't re- think that I've... I, I, in fact, I don't even think. I have not I have seen not. them. No, I haven't either. I didn't even know Do they existed. Do you want to see them? I saved myself the 90 minutes and just read their Wikipedia pages. And what happens? Uh, basically, just tell me what happens. In the second one, it's just about another kid. Same place? Same place. They okay. reference the first movie, I okay. guess. Uh, and then the third one is about the first female skull. In the in the men group. In the men group. <sighs> that <laughs> like, like how speechless you are. That is so dumb. That's so dumb. Um, the one part in this movie that I actually really do like is all of the, uh, it's like the espionage stuff. I kind of have fun with that. Like the, I mean, like like the oh, like, hey, we saw you. Uh, she's only nineteen. Well, like I like all of the the part, basically the part where Leslie Bibb is being. Um, oh yeah, like that's just like fun two thousand stuff. They like, can hear us. They hear. They know I'm here. Yeah. They know everything. And then in the and then there's like the car chase scene that I think is done pretty well. Like honestly, I mean, it's totally unbelievable, but it is done well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's kind of fun. That Jeep Cherokee fucking just goes for it. I know. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of Jeep Cherokees in this movie. Jeep Cherokees and Ford Taurus, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I do like the whole. Um, I kind of wish that the movie would stay a little bit longer on the initiation stuff because yeah. I, I kind of find that stuff really interesting. Yeah, you wanted to see them naked. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> Which that's gonna be. A uh, I do that. like like the li- the the quote unquote like liars hell where they have to go down in that cage I think and like interesting. I, there's yeah. like some good stuff in there. Sure. Um, I think that this could make. I think that and I think that they did make another movie about the like the skull and bones that's a little more serious. It's not coming yeah. to me right now, but um. Oh well, there was the one with um, Matt Damon is in it. It's a it's an espionage movie. Um, can't recall the name of it right now, but that is part of it. Yeah, and like Deer Island is part of it too. Yeah, like the whole thing is. It's like it's like a CIA movie yeah. thing. Yeah. Um it's it, and it was quite good. It's long, but it, but it is good. Um I I'm aching for a secret society film along these lines that is a little more serious. Yeah. Um there, I'd be up for that. There is a wonderful book by uh, um Tart, Donna Tart, um who wrote The Goldfinch. Mm. Um wonderful book. But the, this book is uh the uh The Secret History. And the secret history is sort of like a secret society at a at a well-to-do Ivy League in in, in New England. Okay, um, wonderful book, 
and fiction I am, or nonfiction? Fiction. Okay. And I am just aching for the day that that becomes a film because it will be. Well, so Goldfinch good. got made, Bad. but it didn't. Do I didn't well. see it. Bad. it didn't... I, I did read it with with great gusto. Um, I've heard terrible things about the film. Yeah, it didn't do very well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of scared to see it. To be yeah. honest. Um, uh, I mean, the skulls. It's just. It's kind of a fun. Teeny it's, bopper. It's just fun now. I mean, come on. Th- horror, thriller, Who cares? Who cares, right? fun. Yeah. A little bit of espionage, a little bit of CIA stuff, a little bit of like bro-ness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I rented it for four bucks. Yeah. You know, I wasn't mad. I wasn't, thank you, I Patreon. Wasn't, yeah. Uh, yes. Thank you, Patreon. By the way, patreon.com slash Friday 13. Um, so overall, I had fun watching it. Well, what's is your, it, what's is your it, score? Is it a cinematic masterpiece? No. Oh, God, no. Um, I'm kind of right at a four that's what i was gonna yeah. say four because i like it better than average i would it's watch it again this is a four so yeah and i would give paul walker an eight yeah an eight yeah over the scales yeah it's got an extra stripe <laughs> he's a little young in this for me i, I prefer him when he gets a little older he's beautiful but, yeah. he's all ripped and sexy <laughs> boxing boxing his way Bo- yeah. just boxing for no reason <laughs> Just in, There's you know, never in the anything room. explained about the yeah, boxing. In the locker room, he's just boxing the air, and that's fine. I'm a boxer who my father doesn't like me. It's, it's you know, I've heard the story, and I'll comfort you. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> All right. That's that, it. That does it for the Skulls. We will take our last break, and we will come back to dictate our hottie of the episode. Shantae, you stay. 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 All right, folks, and as we come to the end of another episode, we come to you with yet another segment of Silly Frivolity. (laughs) And this one's going to be, very simply, Hottie of the Episode, which is just where Andrew and I choose the person that we think is the hottest one. Yeah. So, Andrew, let's make it simple. Who's your Hottie of the Episode? My Hottie of the Episode comes from the uh, Orgetastic Movie Society. Wow. Gladly he is not part of the Orgy. Is is it the Butthead? No. (laughs) Good. You wish. Good. Um, No, it is... uh, Billy Warlock, who plays Bill. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, I think he's very sexy. I uh, and he actually goes on to be in Baywatch, where he gets better. And you're obsessed with Baywatch. And I am obsessed that's with true. Baywatch. Um, <laughs> David Chokachi, uh, you know, if you if you want my number, you can have it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you you heard it here first, folks. Um, mine is not going to surprise you. It is Paul Walker himself. Rest in peace. We knew um, someone was going to pick him. I mean, come on. Like, I don't even need to say. Anything I think else. there's going to be some Joshua Jackson people out there that are mad at us. Listen, well, I, I, I will say this. Joshua Jackson, he looked good in this movie. He I, think, he, I he, think he definitely like worked out for this film. You can I tell. think that he looks better now, to be totally honest. I haven't really seen him lately. He was in The Affair. Was, was, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I have a friend from college that's in it. I didn't <laughs> watch it. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Joshua Jackson definitely worked out. You can, you can see it. But you, Can you see it under all those baggy clothes? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's cargo pants, carpenter yes. jeans. Yep putting a hammer in that loop you know what i mean <laughs> yes. anyways that's hot of the episode and also friends that is the conclusion of our 28th episode 28 episodes um 28 full episodes 28 full episodes plus a bunch of other um horror hookups and frag guys favorite movies and you know pride episodes you know and Halloween stuff. episodes we've we've done a lot you know we're we're sort of um we're veterans now. we're coming up on two years yeah we're really happy about it um so thank you for being with us. And a couple of things just for housekeeping here. 
Um, number one, thank you to all of you who participated in our listener survey for 2019. We are now done with it. The winners of the $20 Creepy Company gift card, we will announce them soon, mm-hmm. but not yet. So look forward to we that. Gotta, we got to tabulate the... Uh, the data <laughs> and then also too like be sure to if you have not checked out creepy company before please go look at them creepycompany.com they are a chicago company amazing fun incredible apparel buttons rugs you name it it's just it's fucking fun stuff yeah uh, so check them out and um another thing too please always be sure to review the podcast that you like um it's helpful to review us anywhere honestly yeah but if you want to review us on apple that's cool too um please also follow us on twitter at frag 13 and then also on instagram at frag 13 search for us on facebook look for us on the web at www.frygay13.com and of course you can hear us on this podcast platform you're on now and any podcast platform including our our overlord legion podcast yes. who we are a member of you can hear it on their their website legionpodcast.com where mm-hmm. you can find all kinds of great podcasts and you, you can also just subscribe to legion podcast and then you get everything, everything. And yeah it's a lot um and then finally do you want a shout out do you want to hear your name yeah. out of our mouths? I want to say the names. Do you do you want to recommend movies for us to watch? Yeah. Do you want us to uh, recommend or hate those movies in a, in a we'll segment? We'll hate them for you. Then you need to go on over to patreon.com slash fragate13, yes. where you can bid as low as $1 yes. to become a patron. There's even options. You can even give like 20 bucks a month. I mean, that, and that look, that's a lot. But if you do that, you do get some pretty neat shit. Yeah. You see so those, I'm just saying. You see those koozies floating around? Yeah. You get them. And listen, people are dying for, like, literally, we've already had eight deaths. So <laughs> people are literally dying for those koozies right now. Yes. Um, and we can't handle many more deaths. So if you don't want to die, you should actually give to our Patreon. <laughs> that made no sense, but I'm like, I know, glad but, that but you, to me it did. you went there. But I mean, seriously, though, thank you to all of our, our patrons on Patreon. We really appreciate it. We hope that you will consider becoming a patron of us. Um, thank you for listening to another indie podcast. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And we're wishing you the very best in 2020. And of course, as always, we want you to come with us and get, get slayed. slayed.